before there was WrestleMania Backlash, which I think is a stupid name to begin with, there was the WrestleMania main event at the very first Backlash pay-per-view event in 1999, just a little over 22 years ago. I am your host, Dave Rosenbluth. This is Kicking Out at Two. And uh, I thought, you know, given the, the circumstances in the current state of wrestling and in WWE, uh, we're getting another WrestleMania. It's technically a third WrestleMania if you think about it, right? Yeah. You know, a WrestleMania backlash, you know. Um, I thought it would be kind of fitting that we uh, we watched the main event from the very first backlash, which was a WrestleMania main event. They might as well have called it WrestleMania backlash back then, you know. Uh, but backlash itself was always a pay-per-view that was centered around things that had transpired at WrestleMania, whether it's, you know, the ending of uh, certain stories or the beginnings of new ones, and they kind of, you know, start or continue on at Backlash over the years. Um, Yeah, so this is a case here where it was the WrestleMania main event, Austin and The Rock from WrestleMania 15, uh, headlining this show. Uh, By the way, forgot to give you your, your grand introduction dennis oh. j levy my co-host uh, yep, yep i'm here yeah welcome let's do it <laughs> let's do it and we're gonna watch this show back on peacock stone cold and the rock not many people really remember this match because when you think of stone cold and the rock and their rivalry you think of wrestlemania, of course. WrestleMania the yeah. three the trilogy yeah. that, that taking place at wrestlemania a lot of people forget this match um, and we actually talked about this in the car ride on the way over here i don't remember it either you don't remember it and it took place in the city you were currently living in at the time when you were going to college, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah. And you, you were a big ECW guy at the time, so you were watching a lot of ECW. You didn't yeah. really pay attention to a whole lot of WWF. I was mentioned before that, um, so we went to class Monday to Thursday. And um, even though I didn't take my, my, my classes that seriously, I did some studying and whatnot. Mm-hmm. That, that, so the only time I watched wrestling was Friday, was like Friday, Saturday nights. Yeah. That was, you know, I, I mean, for me... Monday nights, weekends. I was off, you know, being a teenager during this time, high school especially. Uh, this pay per view here, I remember in particular. I just gotten back from my grandparents' house uh, on vacation. I was on April break in high school. I was a sophomore in high school at the time, so I was on April break and I ordered this pay per view. I was supposed to have a few friends come over, and one of them pulled a no show. And the other one showed up, and we watched. Actually, no, neither of them did. So I watched this by myself. I, now I remember, yeah, neither of them came to my house. So I watched this pay-per-view by myself. Uh, Stone Cold and The Rock, the main event. Uh, the, the, the rest of the show is pretty good, but, you know, trying to condense some of these watch-alongs here in this show so we're not, you know, stuck to going, you know, two and a half, three hours. Because uh, I'm sure that you guys really don't want to hear me talk for two and a half, three hours while we're watching a pay-per-view. So, um, with that being said, we're going to watch this match here because it's a forgotten one. It's 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 one that doesn't get talked about a whole lot for the WWF Championship. Stone Cold and The Rock with Shane McMahon as the guest referee. Uh, and we kind of talked about it on the... Um, on the, on the, 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 the podcast where we a couple weeks back where we did Samoa Joe... Uh, in the the TNA Unbreakable, we were talking about the higher power. This is kind of leading into that. Yeah. This is kind of, you know, a little little trinket of storytelling that gets us to that point where eventually we have the higher power. This plays a part in it later on down the line. May not have realized it then, but plays a part in it down the line. So, nonetheless, uh, log on to your WWE, well, not your WWE Network anymore, unless you're an international, you know, listener, WWE Network, Go on there, search Backlash 1999, and you're going to go to 
two hours, 11 minutes, and 29 seconds, and hit pause. And if you're a Peacock subscriber like myself here in the United States, you're going to log on to your Peacock, and you're going to go to the WWE Hub, and then you scroll down that, that, that interface and click on Pay-Per-View Specials. You'll see the first one there is Backlash. And you click on that, you're going to scroll all the way down to Season 1 is how they categorize it, from 1999, the inaugural Backlash pay-per-view. Fast forward all the way to 2 hours, 11 minutes, and 29 seconds, since currently at this time, Peacock does not allow you to just skip a match. you got to go the old VHS route, fast forward, you know, please be kind and rewind, etc., etc., and uh, when I say play, we're going to click play and we're going to watch. The, you, when you pause it at 2 hours, 11 minutes, and 29 seconds, you're going to see the graphic on the screen. Stone Cold, The Rock with Shane McMahon as a special guest referee for the WWF Championship Backlash 1999. Like you said, Dennis, you didn't remember this? No. Okay. So this is going to be fun. You, I, you, you don't remember this. You've probably seen it, but you don't remember it. Yeah. It's been a while since I've seen this match. Uh, but it's uh, you, you sure won't be disappointed when it comes to Stone Cold and The Rock. So without further ado, if you're ready, three, two, one, hit play. As you see that graphic, like I said, staring at us in the face, Stone Cold and The Rock with Shane McMahon as the guest referee for the WWF Championship, the WrestleMania 15 rematch, um, headlining this card here. And we scroll back, there we see the graphic for WrestleMania and Austin winning. We've talked about this before, the Austin Rock trilogy. Yep. Where, where did you Where did you put those three matches in in, in its place? Like, um, are you talking about like to categories? From, which one was my favorite? Yeah, my least favorite. Yeah. Um. So, like, I, I so, so that's an interesting question. So, uh, so, so when Stone Cold, my my favorite one is when actually the Rock won. And it, and um and my favorite 19. moment and my favorite moment of it was so subtle. It gives me so much goosebumps. It's when I want to say Michael Cole is interviewing The Rock, and and all of a sudden it's just The Rock. It looks like he's going to say, "Finally, I'm back in what Seattle, right?" Looks like he's going to say, "Coach that, that interviewed him." Or, or, that, yeah. uh, that, uh, so he goes. He just goes, "Finally." They just stops for a second. Finally. And walks away. And then, then I'm just like, that's incredible. Because it's, it's like you know, finally I'm going to beat like you know, you know, you know the Stone Cold. You know. Do you remember this? Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention. Rock throwing Austin off the bridge in Detroit. Very reminiscent Ugh. of the. And he takes the belt and throws it in the water. This is when. This was when the, the, the Rock stole Steve Austin's Smoking Skull Championship. So you remember when Austin got it? Remember when Austin lost it and Vince took the belt, right? Yeah. Okay. Then he wins the belt and he asks for it back. And then Shane McMahon says, you'll get it back, but you got to come down here and fight The Rock for it. And The Rock's got the belt. So then they went through this whole nonsense where, yep, there it is. He didn't really throw it in the water. It's around his waist. The Smoking Skull Championship belt. What'd you think of the belt? That, that that championship in particular, I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Then, um, you like the fact that he had his own title, a customized championship belt. You think that worked for him? Um, I guess it did. Uh, then uh, you don't you don't think it worked? 
I I didn't. I mean, for the Stone Cold character, in hindsight, it worked. At the time, twenty two years ago, I didn't really like it. I was like, he should just have the championship belt, like the WWF title. You know I gotta what I mean? agree with like, that too. Like, it kind of like disrespects the lineage of the title. At least I felt that way at the time. But for his character, he's a rebel. He goes against the grain. He's, you know, the yeah. anti-authority. Yeah, having his own title belt made sense. Like this here with the monster truck, too. Which a little known fact about this spot here. Austin had that monster truck and he was revving up the engine and the wheels fucking tripped the carpet up on the, the, the aisle and the cameraman fell over on his no ass. Way. Yeah. And, uh, this here, the, he was, I think the segment was that they're showing here was that he was going to bury the, the title. Rock was going to bury the title, but Austin ended up burying him. And then out of nowhere... Shane McMahon with that shovel, nailing Austin over the back of the head, which a a, a, a real shovel like that wouldn't break. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> but this was also like I said, the the higher power was. This was the early part. Like Shane was trying to gain control of the company over his father, is what it appeared to be. But it would turn out that it end up being, um, you know, a big plan and all yeah, along for the McMahons. Yeah. I don't think that was the real route they were headed, but this here is Vince and Steph. This was this was Stephanie McMahon's introduction. Oh, to and the lips. Yeah, that's a little weird. I never understood that. I mean, I know that there are people out there who's who are parents that kiss their kids on the lips. I've I didn't grow up that way, so I don't really understand that. But um, yeah, Vince was kind of like baby facing it here for a little bit. I see some creepy Vince McMahon moments. That might have been, that might have took the cake. <laughs> that really freaked me out, man. I mean, yeah, a little weird, but you know, here's Shane McMahon, guest referee for this contest. Yeah, I always like kind of Shane as a guest referee. He made a good one. Shane, Shane's, oh, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Shane McMahon, I think, is an underrated character and even an underrated in-ring performer. Um, And I think he personally gets a little too much hate because of his last name. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. You know, when they... Although recently, the stuff he did with Braun at WrestleMania, I wasn't thrilled with. Even though he did that crazy bump at the end, but I didn't... It wasn't his best stuff. But, you know, people online, they can't stand him because he's, you know, because he's a McMahon and, and they're on TV and, you know, they're, they're, they're focal points of storylines. But with Shane, I don't know. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah, that, 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 uh, I agree with most of what you say. That, that, uh, his character is so underrated, it's ridiculous. But as, as an in-ring performer, I, I don't think he's underrated or overrated. I think he's, I think he's right where he should be. Because because he's not gonna do, he's not gonna. But for someone who's never had formal wrestling training and wrestled for a long period of time and has only done big matches with like limited training in between, I guess that's a good point. You gotta figure that like he went from being like all right as when he would wrestle in these big time matches and he wrestled as a heel, 
you know, he would always get help from someone. Someone would come yeah, out and have like, his back. Like the and he would, feud, you know, though. yeah, the X Pac feud, the stuff would test, um, you know, stuff like that. And <clears throat> they would book him as like someone who, you know, had crazy athleticism, but didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the match. Yeah. And as time has gone on and he's wrestled in these matches, these big marquee matches, they've booked him to be almost an equal and have more of a chance at winning these matches yeah. than than usual. Take the, the freaking Undertaker. Man. That exa- that's exactly what I was going to bring. I was a great point. Thank you. I Continue. Thought that was gonna, I, go, before that match started, I thought it was a 50-50 match. It really did. They made it out to be. But why? Because... I don't know. It just, it just felt that way. Think about know. it for a minute here. Like, it made no sense. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't. No. He's going in hell in the cell. So the only thing anyone cared about was that he did something crazy or fucking jumped off the top yeah. of the cage. Nobody gave a shit about the finish. And that shit was fucked up to begin with. They booked him like he was going to be an equal to Undertaker in that in that type of match. Yeah. You That's know? crazy. Yeah. Undertaker lost. He'd be gone from the company forever. But if Shane Shane won, he was going to get. Oh, thing. I don't think the Undertaker had a stipulation. I think it was just I think, Shane oh, had to win, it, or, or he was going to lose like his assets or something, or I don't know. He was going to get control of Monday Night Raw or some bullshit yeah. like that. Yeah. Here we are. We're off. Austin making a quick entrance into the ring, this time with his vest on. And he still he still lost the match. He still had control, but, but SmackDown. Yeah. No the sense. next like the next night, <laughs> yeah. Vince was like, Vince was like, all right, damn it. Like, I changed my mind. <laughs> you could try this out for one week. <laughs> but if you fall on your ass, it's on you. Like, you know, really? Come on. Where's this guy going? So there, so the, the idea of it is is that, um, you know, Shane is the referee. He's backing The Rock. You know, Shane had kind of taken over control of the corporation, kind of ousting Vince, and then Vince having the distraction of The Undertaker and the ministry trying to kidnap Stephanie that... Um, Shane was making sure that Austin didn't get his smoking skull belt back. Okay. And so he's doing everything in his power to keep it away from him. So The Rock came out with it, and now he instructs the, he instructed the timekeeper that once Austin shows up, you're going to leave with that belt. Um, like I said, this was a little part of the long, ongoing process that was the, the storyline with that whole higher power thing. Because eventually it would turn out that Shane and Vince booked this thing all along, and they had, you know, planned for Stephanie to be kidnapped, and the way they had set it up, and so interesting little note here that you you might not be aware of, but this was, you know, this was this pay per view was held in Providence, like you like we had mentioned earlier, but Monday Night Raw the following night was in Hartford, and it was the very first Monday Night Raw I'd ever been to. Really. And it was the night that The Undertaker had kidnapped Stephanie and tried to marry oh, her. Oh, God. Yeah. Maybe we'll watch that one of these days. Yeah. That, that, that'd be fun. Rose, back in those days, were... Must-see TV. But it was better than fucking the pay-per-views we get today. Yeah, Raw back then. Yeah, definitely. I would happen to agree. And the pay-per-views back then were shorter than... The three-hour Monday Night Raws we get today, yeah. so go figure. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, my God, imagine if... All right, so imagine if Monday Night Raw was three hours back in 1999. I mean, Nitro was. Yeah. 
Imagine if Raw was three hours in 1999. You think you think it would still have been as popular? Probably not. Yeah? Because, because it would probably have the same format as WCW. Be where, overproduced? Uh, yeah, you get you get you start you start off. Here comes the NWO. They talk for twenty five minutes, put you to sleep a little bit. The uh, Lucha, uh, the no, I'm talking arts, about Raw. Uh, I'm just saying no. That they would have the same format. Yeah, but no, they kind of do have the same format. What does Raw start off with every single week? A promo, a fucking 10, 20 minute promo. Yeah. So that's what it's. Uh, I, I don't know. I and you, know, you know what drives me nuts? I I, I did this uh, and, I, and I mentioned it. Uh, the, to you guys via uh, text that, that uh, so you get a promo, you get a commercial, then you get another promo. That I, I'm telling you, <laughs> I, I just go to I, I just go to, I tell you I, that's that. Do you think that would change though, depending on the talent? If it was if it was a talented performer, so like let's say for instance, if like Raw open with The Rock, yeah, okay, and he cuts a promo in the ring. Maybe somebody comes out to confront him. They set up the story for the evening or for the pay-per-view or whatever, right? Then you go to commercial. Okay, you come back and then you get a you get a, a promo from Austin. You got to think though, right? The performers. It, yeah. It's the performers that make it, you know? I mean, we're not talking fucking Drew McIntyre and, and, and Bobby Lashley who are no greats on the mic by any stretch of the imagination. But... But it does just grind my gears, though. Yeah. That, uh, you have one guy do do a promo. Then here comes the other guy to come out. Then we get a commercial. They come back. They finish the promo. Then you probably get an, like, like an entrance for like the next match. Go to commercial. Come back. Here comes the entrance to the next guy. Then we got to fight get a match. Yeah. Now we're 40 minutes in. In one match. And a bunch of promos. Yeah. But nuts. think about it. If you watch Raws from back in the day in like the 90s, like 98, 99, how long was the actual wrestling on the show for a two-hour show? I guess. You figure, what, 20 minutes, 30 minutes tops? Yeah. Right? On a good week? And most of those most of those memorable segments were with these guys, Austin and Rock. I don't know. I did, um, Rob, did, uh, I like a good promo, don't get me wrong, that, uh, my... I want to watch good wrestling. I really yeah. do, man. No, I'm with you. I'm there. I'm with you right there. I'm definitely with you. Right now, the Rock's getting his ass kicked. Yeah, per usual. You know, Austin yeah. puts the beating on him, and then eventually the Rock will make his comeback, if you will. But, like I said, it's a hidden gem here, because many people talk about the WrestleMania match. Nobody really talks about this match. A yeah. month after WrestleMania... From their 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 first WrestleMania encounter, how does that make you feel to that day? A month after WrestleMania, to doing another pay per view. I think, I, just I mean I ordered every much. one, so it didn't matter to really? me. But yeah, no, I ordered all the pay per views back in the day. I so like moderation, man. I like build up. It didn't matter to me, but I mean, it was their their WrestleMania match was so good that I didn't mind the fact that they ran. If if a, let's put it this way, if a WrestleMania match is that good, okay, depending on where the story's headed. I don't mind a rematch at the next pay-per-view. Like a backlash, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's been certain instances where WrestleMania has had some some good matches. And I'd be like, damn, I want them to run it back. And then they'll run it back at a pay-per-view. Like like Undertaker Batista from WrestleMania 23. The next month, they wrestled at a backlash in 2007 in a last man standing match. A fucking banger of a match, you know? 
Shawn Michaels, Triple H, Chris Benoit, that triple threat from WrestleMania. The next month at Backlash, they ran it back again. Still a great match. You know? Yeah. This 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 is no different here with these two. Austin and Rock. But as you headed into this. Was this like a no count on or like or is it just change just being like, oh whatever. I don't remember them advertising it to be no disqualification. I could be mistaken, but it wouldn't surprise me if, it, like you said, Shane's just kind of letting the rules fly. No real structure of the match, per se. Yeah. There's no, it's, it's not like he can make pinfalls in this match, either. I don't know what he's doing here. It's he, strangling him with some wires. Oh, with the cords? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. do you think... All right. Many have said that this is the greatest rivalry of all time. Oh, Can you make a strong that. case for that? Um, no. Okay. Because it's not even the greatest Stone Cold rival. Rival Vince versus Stone Cold was his biggest rival. So, just based on that merit, no. And I still would, um, I still put Hogan under the Giant ahead of them. Um. Yeah, absolutely not. Just, just no way. I mean that. Um, I'll put fucking Shawn Michaels, uh, Bret Hart over them. You put Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart over absolutely. Austin Rock. That really? was real hatred, man. That was that was awesome. Okay. That um, and even just like at the time, the screw job really kind of sucked. But now you look at it, it's kind of cool in a way. You know what I mean? And that's how it ended. You know. Just all that hatred and stuff like that. It just marinated like tenfold afterwards, you know? It was kind of of fitting in the sense the way it ended, given the history between the two. um, I mean, there's not many. Look, am I going to be able to name five rivalries? Probably not. Yeah. But, but, but like, but if you say this is. all right, so you said you said this isn't Austin's greatest rivalry. It's the one with McMahon. Yeah, absolutely. Which I agree with you 100%. I'm with you there. As much as I love Austin and The Rock, and I loved everything they did together. They were magic. They were meant for each other, okay? Austin Rock essentially came from Austin McMahon. Okay? Yeah, totally, yeah. You know what I mean? It's from that it's from that that storyline. Yeah. And I would even say, now now I'm using my noodle. I would say The Rock's greatest rivalry wasn't even against Stone Cold. It'd be Mankind. That 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 whole storyline too, and just like their creativity. How creative was it for the I Quit match? He's in it, banging with the chair, banging with the chair. He's knocked out, and then he had a, a and then he had a the audio, the audio piped in. I yeah, quit, I quit, I quit. How amazing was that? Finish? That that was a good finish. Uh, that was a really good finish because Foley said he wouldn't quit, and and somehow they got him to do. It. Oh, low blow by The Rock. Oh, this is a cool spot here. Rock yeah. bottom through the table. That was cool. Spanish announcers, of course, because you know you had to get their <laughs> table out of the way. You know what, Dennis? That's a good point that you bring up. Rock and mankind. You know, you can make a strong argument for that. that that's a strong argument. Yeah. You know, the, the matches that they had, how... Think about this for a minute here, okay? The Rock won the title from... From mankind at the Survivor Series with help from the from the McMahon. Yeah, it was like me, easy for me to right? say, right? They did like a a, a turn, if yeah. you will. Okay, he was a babyface. He was popular as a babyface. He was starting to get that. He was starting to move up, you know, yeah. as a babyface. And I was starting to dig the Rock. Um, 
And then, um, there he is on commentary. I should have played the audio for this, but I won't. Um, he was starting to come up as a baby face, and then they turn him heel. They make him the champ. And now, you know, Mankind did just as much for The Rock as The Rock did for Mankind in that rivalry. Oh, totally. You know, because you can make the, another argument that Mankind was the number two babyface behind Steve Austin in the company, and he helped make Rock the number one heel. Because Rock was so popular, the catchphrases, people were still, you know, catcalling him. Even when he was with McMahon, they were still kind of getting into his stuff, you know. It was... It was to me, it felt like it was really hard for them to make The Rock into a bad guy, you know. And but Mankind helped tremendously yeah. in that role because Mankind was sympathetic. People loved him. People got behind him, and people respected him because of what he put his body through. And then you know when The Rock would just destroy him in these matches, you know with the chairs and like I said the I Quit match and all the crazy matches they put each other through. Over time, it took a while, but the audience freaking hated The Rock. And then that helped as they came into WrestleMania. Oh, right in the Nuggets, <laughs> um, as you would say. It helped going into WrestleMania because Rock was facing Austin who. And Rock was defending the title, and Austin was the biggest baby face in the company at the time. So, I'm kind of with you. Maybe Rock's greatest rivalry was with Mankind. That's my opinion. I don't know. No, but you, yeah. no, you, like you said, like I mean, you make strong points. You know, I don't really. You can't argue it. You can't argue it. Well, this is a great spot here. Rock's gonna. Use the oh, this is where he yeah. does the spot where he he has the camera. He has the camera and films the films the match with the camera. Oh, this is great. That is good. That is awesome. He's like, oh shit. And then Austin drops him with the stutter. That's amazing. Yeah, too bad the, uh, the table didn't break. JR's like, put the damn camera down. <laughs> I miss Jim Ross, like his prime. like His prime. Him, yeah. listening, him listening in, in uh, AEW, it's, it's a tough listen. It is. It is, hard to, to, it is hard to listen to him. It's honestly, it's hard to listen to his podcast, too. I used to like listening to his podcast, but he goes on these rants that are just like way too, like, they'll ask him a question and... You know, Conrad will ask him a question and he'll answer it and he'll start to answer it and then he'll go in these rants. He's like, Oh, well the internet, they're gonna they're gonna take my words and twist it around so it could be clickbait. But you know, that's not what I said. Like it's like just answer the fucking question. Nobody said that, you know, like he would just go on to these rants, like it, he would like 
there would be these people like they they said this or they are gonna you know they are gonna critique me you know like he, he shits all over people on Twitter that that critique him and he's a hard listen and I've gotten to the point where like I've skipped a few of his podcasts because either the topic isn't like the greatest or I'll just I you know I I don't want to hear him you know I've yeah. had enough you know it's that's just that's just how I am with especially with him. Like for instance, you know the host Conrad. He has a mortgage company. He look at this. He put his arm <laughs> on him so he can make the cover. Yeah, that was a good spot. That uh, the cheating referee. He'd been calling it down the middle for the most part up until this point. Yeah. Oh, and now here we go. Get he's a chair. Get, I think he's gonna go for the belt. Yep, he's anyway. gonna get the belt. The the real belt. I like that belt design better than the smoking skull. I do too, man. I wouldn't even like... I I don't hate the designer belts, but I like the regular traditional belts better. And the ones that were obviously the worst is like the Cena belts, man. I didn't really care for the spinner belt. Especially when it was in the... Oh, or, or there we like, go. Right here. Yeah, that was a good, good sell. Great bump. Belt. Yeah, great bump. And see, he's, he's got to make the cover. One, two... Eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Fuck that you. Good. There's a double bird. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. And look, he's like, yeah, right there. Right there. Fuck you. Yeah, right there. Right there. Fuck you. And then Vince is going to come up from behind him. Can you see Vince? Yeah. He's, he's in the background. Oh, another ref. With another referee. With the, with the smoking skull belt. So essentially, he's turned himself baby fit. Yep, right there. I like how he just walked. What? What are you doing? We got the belt. No. No, it's mine. No. Hit me. Hit me. Hit me. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> he Oof. fucking nailed him. Wait, his head hit that carpet. He's like, like get my fucking belt back. There's Steve Austin. <laughs> That's not a bad Steve Austin. Yeah. Get my fucking belt back, <laughs> son of a bitch. It's mine. Now we got go. a real referee that's going to come in here. Earl Hebner, one, two, kick out. Rock is... Not happy about yep. this. Vince looking on. Shane in the background. <laughs> Poor Out. Shane. Austin. Boom. Stunner. Oh. oh, we got one more. No DQ. Sure, why not? Oh, right then with the belt. Finish. You're going to cover him. One, two, three. Stone Cold Steve Austin wins and keeps the World Wrestling Federation Championship over The Rock. What did you think of this match? It was good. Yeah. That's good. How would you rate this match with the WrestleMania matches that we talked about? Um. Right? So you still think 19's better? Right? I like I I just like the everything. Yeah, how how, how the Rock finally finally beat finally, him and finally yeah. got it. I just love that story. Yep. Um, I go Rock winning in the title the first time. I go this match and then you uh, go this match. Yep. So wait, right, I so, hated so, so Rock beating Austin at 19. Then yep. this match. No, I go 19 is 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 their their best. number one. Yep. Um, Stone Cold went in the title. Um, 17? 17. Then, um, no, no, no. 17 was when he turned heel. That's my least favorite. Wow. That, uh, that, uh, just what we got afterwards. I think it was by far. So 19, 15. I think that's by far the worst wrestling decision in the history of wrestling. It's it turning, it's turning Stone Cold heel. And I think, and I, and I think Vince might agree with me. See, look. All right. So here, here we go. So Austin's got both belts now. All right. He's celebrating. Vince out there looking on, and then, oh, let's play the audio for this. 
<laughs> Watch this. This is the best. Yeah, it's uh, I'm doing great. Where to, Stephanie? <laughs> <laughs> Such a waste of beer. Yep. It's court light though. So it's like... Yeah. Good point. So yeah, it's funny how they're like, somebody's got to tell Vince. How about you call the fucking cops? <laughs> Someone's been kidnapped. Why don't you call the police? God damn it! I wish that happened. Seriously, like the uh, some fan. Proud of the police department. Stephanie's kidnapped. Oh, I know, right? Jesus Christ, yeah. I for, what was it? Um, something similar happened um, in WCW. Oh, when when they had the show at Disney, and they had Hall and Nash invade and beat up the locker room in the back. They said that like people in the area that lived like in like the Disney Resort area yeah. called the police. To have them show up because they heard that there was a fight going on at Disney, like a gang fight. Really, that's funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, call the fucking cops, not Vince. Why is Vince? Need, I mean, tell Vince, yeah, your daughter's been kidnapped, but call the fucking cops. You know, so, somebody's got to tell Vince. Like, no, somebody's got to call the cops. But um, yeah, this is a fun match. I like this match. It's a hidden gem. Austin and Rock here, Backlash '99. Uh, you know, it was WrestleMania Backlash before there was. WrestleMania backlash yeah. that's coming up um, in the very near future. This week, as a matter of fact, uh, at the time of this recording. So, uh, what'd you think of the match itself? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Was yeah you thought you liked it? Yeah. yeah. Did you start to remember it as you were watching it? Or no, like, not no, really. Not really? Okay. I thought the finish was in my head was uh, Shane gets knocked out like, in the ring and like Stone Cold like uh, did the pin for him. Yeah. I thought that, I don't know. That, 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 he did that with Vince against Dude Love. Maybe that's what I was thinking Over of. the Edge 98. Yeah. That was a fun, that's an underrated, oh, we got to watch that match someday. That's an underrated match. Vince, Austin and Dude Love with Vince as the referee. Such a great match. I love that match. Um, yeah, thank you all for joining us as we watch this on Peacock. Uh, next week, uh, next week, I got a little bit of a surprise for you. Dennis. Let's do it. Yeah, it's a surprise. It's going to be a good one. It's a surprise. It's a surprise to all of you. It's a surprise to uh, my co-hosts especially. This is this is tailor-made for you, okay? So, I'm going to I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to break kayfabe here, all right? But, you know, next week we're going to you're going to be in for it. It's it's going to be good. You're going to like it. I'm excited. Yeah. Let's all go. right. All right. So, with that being said, I think it's about that time we officially put this show down for the three count. We'll see you all next week.